0: And hello there, all you Stay Tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. This is your good friend Jimbo, back again. No shoulders today. He unfortunately had work, so uh, kind of stuck with me, but I'm not that bad, I don't think. So, a little bit of talk talk about, um, kind of a quiet week as far as the, the four major sports, you know, NFL, baseball. A couple of topics that we're going to talk about, though. Um, before all that, though, head over to Twitter. Follow uh, the show at ST Sports Podcasts. Follow myself at Jimbo ST Sports. Uh, head over to iTunes, Google Play, uh, TuneIn, Spotify, all those uh, platforms that you can listen to us. Even the Podbean app, you could hear us. And subscribe to us and leave a comment ratings whatever you guys want to do let us know how we're doing you know we, we can't make this show better if we don't have no feedback so head over there do all that stuff also head over to our youtube channel and subscribe to us there i talked a little bit about it last night we're gonna with the nfl season coming up we're gonna kind of try to do uh weekly picks predictions And we're going to try to do videos with them instead of just doing them on the show. So you could head over there and uh, subscribe there. Head over to Facebook. Like and share our page there. Share it with your friends. Uh, And my articles that I write for BellyUpSports.com, they always get added there. Or they get added to my personal um, Facebook page. Plus, they're also on the Twitter. So I write about different Sports, you know, mostly with the me being an Eagles fan, the past couple articles I've been writing about them, obviously with the season coming up, the Malcolm Jenkins contract situation that's been going on, still not settled. Uh, last week I wrote about my three players that I think are set up for a breakout season, uh, Derek Barnett, Avante Maddox, and, um, oh Jesus, who was the third? Derek Barnett, Vontae Maddox. Oh, and uh, Dallas Goddard. That's right. Um, I really think he, out of the three of them, I think he's going to be the <clears throat> the one that's going to break out the most, or or have not necessarily more of an impact. Because I really think Derek Barnett's going to be the second one there, and this being Barnett's third season you know, the past two seasons, he had some good, uh, good, good stats. Uh, first season he had five sacks and that's may sound small, but when you're behind Brandon Graham, Michael Bennett, Chris Long, you know, they do, you know, that the rotating of the, the linemen and stuff like that. But now with Chris Long and, and Michael Bennett gone, you would think he would be in line to take on more snaps. So we will see about that. Um, But we're not going to really talk about the Eagles today. I kind of like to have shoulders here to go back and forth, maybe fire them about Nick Foles again. (laughs) But we're going to talk about um, a rumor popped out, I believe, today. I saw that there's a couple people saying that the the suspension of Tyreek Hill may be looking at a four-game suspension. And we'll go into that kind of a rehashing that story a little bit that we, me and Shoulders talked about a few weeks back. Um, also, kind of touching back on a, a, another story that me and Shoulders got into a, a little bit of a, a debate is about Major League Baseball putting netting around the, the field. And then uh, probably to, to finish the, the night off with it being... Couple days away from July first, going to talk a little bit of NHL free agency, which, like I uh, just kind of said, July first is the first day of free agency. See what you know my Flyers might be able to do. Where do the Penguins go from kind of an embarrassing sweep in a way? Um, and the Devils. I mean, they're they're a big team that's been talked about since the draft what's going to happen with them. So To kick it off, like I said, uh, the rumor kind of is circulating about Tyreek Hill um, looking at a four-game suspension. He met with the NFL investigators on Wednesday for about eight hours, and some sources came out and said it was a very thorough interview. Um, Basically, the short story here is Cops were called to Hill's house twice back in March when his three-year-old son somehow ended up getting up uh, his arm broken. Um, the girlfriend, the, the son's mother, said that Ty- Tyreek Hill did it. No charges were filed. Investigation basically said there wasn't enough evidence to uh, arrest him. And then a video or audio track, or whichever you want to call it, came out with Tyreek Hill on it, saying to his son's mother, "You should be afraid of me just like he is." And that's what reopened up the investigation. That's where we're at now. Um, <clears throat> here's here's my problem, and you know, me and shoulders talked about a few times about the NFL with their suspension policies you have Ray Rice who on video you had video of hitting his girlfriend who was his girlfriend at the time now they're married but knocking her out dragging her onto an elevator dragging her out to the parking lot to try to get her into the car you give him a six game suspension you had the Cleveland Brown running back that played for the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, there's no way around to say it, but... Tried to kick a girl. Kicked a girl, whatever you want to call it. Whether it was a love tap or not, it was still the attention, uh, intention to kick her. Gave him, what was it, six, six or eight games? Josh Gordon. All he's... Ever got in trouble with was smoking weed, which I believe you'll see in the next collective bargaining agreement that that won't be a banned substance no more. But you have Tyreek Hill here, one on audio, saying to his girlfriend's or girlfriend, his son's mother, basically threatening her and. I know we can't read between the lines because that's more of an opinion type thing. But reading between the lines, sounds like he did it. Sounds like he beat the crap out of his son to the point where he broke his arm. And you're only going to give him a four-game suspension. So basically, the NFL is saying, if if that's what's going to happen here, if you do give him a four-game suspension, the NFL is basically saying, Weed is the worst thing you could ever do out there. But if you hit your son or your or a woman, eh, a we'll little slap on the wrist. Like, come on. I mean weed is getting legalized across America. It's it's legal up in Canada. It's 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 not a bad drug. I mean I don't smoke it. I used to smoke it back in the day, not anymore. But how are you trying to tell us that smoking a a, a, a herb is worse than being physical towards a human being? It's just a, a bad precedent that they're they're setting. And you know what? If if I was Ray Rice, I mean, obviously, he's never going to play in the NFL ever again. I'd sue the NFL. I would try to look into, see if I could sue them, because you suspended me two more games for doing the exact same thing that Tyreek Hill did. I want my money, my salary back for those two games, whatever it was, whether it be a million dollars, two, three, whatever it be. If I was a Cleveland Browns running back, I would file a grievance. Because I, I believe he already tried to appeal it down lower, which I think he did. I think they originally wanted to give him eight games, and he appealed it down to, like, six or whatever. But there, there's there's no consistency with how they suspend players. I mean, first off, just... Just don't do it. I mean, if you if you and your girlfriend or wife get into a heated argument, go into the other room, walk away till you're both calmed down. And if she keeps following you, hop in your car and 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 go over to a buddy's house or something. There's been plenty of times that over my life with uh, my friendship with with shoulders that I would leave the house and, and go drive up to wherever he was living at the time and sit there and bullshit and listen to music and talk about whatever happened, calm down, go back home, and hash it out civilly with my girlfriend. There's no need to be physical towards... And now, definitely, definitely no need to be physical towards a three-year-old. So, I'm hoping at a minimum i'm hoping that he he's suspended forever just because it's a 3-year-old i mean the, the kid can't even defend himself and you're you're bullying him around but in reality i think what should happen is he should be suspended at a minimum 6 games now if you got to suspend him 8 games so you know that he's going to appeal it to drop it back down to 6 so be it. But you set the, the mark with the Kansas City Chief running back who got signed by the Browns with the 8 that got dropped down to 6. That should be the mark. On to some baseball news. Because like I said, I, I don't want to keep on talking about that Jack jackass, jack off. What do you want? He, 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 just that situation gets me pissed off and upset about. Because, like I say, three year old, you shouldn't be doing that to him. But uh, speaking of another little kid, unfortunately, uh, at the end of uh, March, I believe it was at Minute Maid Park. I'm sorry, May, May 29th, and at Minute Maid Park. A two-year-old little girl was unfortunately struck by a foul ball and the family has been quiet since then, asked for everybody to just respect their wishes to just leave them alone. And finally, the family came out this past week and uh, touched on the injuries basically that the two-year-old little girl got. And unfortunately, she suffered a, a, a skull fracture and was ended up having seizures she also had subdural bleeding, brain contusions, brain edema, just a list of things that just not should not happen to a little two-year-old kid. And unfortunately, now she's on medication to stop the seizures. And now, once again, the debate about should baseball, should stadiums extend the netting? As of right now, most of the ballparks have the netting going to the end of the dugout, which is about equal with third base and first base. And then, just this past week, another person was hit by a foul ball. Uh, I believe last Sunday it said the the one article I was reading about this, and thankfully, instead of baseball owners and baseball, well, obviously the baseball teams, waiting around to see what uh, Rob Manford wants to do. There's a couple teams that just finally said, you know, enough's enough. Uh, the Chicago White Sox, Washington Nationals, and the Los Angeles Dodgers announced they're going to extend the safety netting from foul pole to foul pole, which, you know, if you would ask me this a couple years ago, I would have been like, you know, that's... That's ridiculous. You know, you're, you're there at the game. One of the things you're trying to do is is catch the foul balls, this and that. But players are just bigger now. They they swing harder. And I know me and Shoulders had the d- the debate a couple weeks back when <clears throat> the story about the little girl came out that Shoulders came across sounding like. Players nowadays, compared to players back, hit the ball as hard as as each other. And that's just not the case. I'm sorry. I mean, back in the day, the sport was probably just a, a four-month sport. Sport, um, Train a month before the season started. Once the season ended, they took the the time off and then came back the month before the season started. Now it's – and this goes for all the, the sports, basically. It's a, it's a year-round – sport you know you play for three four months and then you still train you might not be training as hard but you're still train to stay in shape and you know uh, improve your swing or improve your pitching or whatever it would be and I think it's time baseball start listening to the fans this past week ESPN put a, a survey up asking fans do they support more netting or not? And I was actually surprised. I thought some of the fans would... I thought most of the fans would be against it still. But the the results they got back were 78% want the nets put up compared to 22%. And I'll tell you what. You know what? Like When you go to NHL games and... Whether you're sitting, you know, first level, but up near the concourse, those nettings that you know catch the puck behind the net, uh, behind the net or whatever, they don't really obstruct your view. I mean, you still could see through it. It's not like you're putting five-inch thick rope up as netting. I mean, I'd be willing to bet they're gonna probably put up like a nylon string netting. And you can see through it fine, you know. It's it's not obstructing your view. And most time, when you're when you're at a game, you're either with with buddies or um, couples going to it, and you're bullshitting with each other anyways. So you're not even paying attention. And as far as you know, catching foul balls and stuff, tell you what, it's a lot easier to catch a foul ball that shoots up 20 feet up in the air. Where you could pay attention and judge when to catch it, compared to a ball that's coming at you about a quarter of a second, you have to react, if that. Now, the one um, when I was reading this article article about you know baseball putting anything back up and stuff like that, the one uh, paragraph that I read, I saw said and now i always knew the, the baseball tickets and if you look on the baseball ticket the back of it it does say on there that you know MLb is not um responsible for any injuries occurred this and that the other thing that's been going on since 1913. i thought maybe that's just the uh, you know since the 60s or 70s you know and since that's on there you really can't sue because it's 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 it says you know it's your responsibility to, to pay attention to what's going on but I don't I don't think baseball should stand by that. I, I think they should take the next step forward and put these nettings up. Stop living in the past that baseball has you know all these old rules that we gotta stick by, you know, the unwritten rules of um, no bat flipping. And you know, when there's a shift on, don't bunt it the other way or don't hit it listen it's 2019 we ain't playing in 1913 no more i mean come on now you know you don't have to change everything about baseball but you want your fans to enjoy themselves and do you really think a two-year-old enjoys itself being in the hospital after it got hit by a foul ball or a baseball bat because it's not just baseballs that these nets are going to protect Or stop. How many times have we seen in the past couple years batters take a swing and let you know the the bat slip out of his hand and go flying and hit somebody? You know we joke around about the guy that had the bat, uh, his beer, and knocked all over, you know himself. Yeah, ha ha ha. But he could have got hurt. Luckily, you know those those people that didn't, they got lucky that time. What's going to happen next time though? you know and earlier this month which I remember this uh, I remember the commissioner Rob Manford saying this but this was right around the um, right around the 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 two year old story of you know getting hit by the ball that he doesn't expect teams to make changes to netting around the ballparks during the season but said he expected the conversations to kind of heat up a little bit now the Nationals came out like I said the White Sox Nationals and the Dodgers all are going to extend the netting but the Nationals even came out and said the the work will be done at their ballpark over the All-Star break next month so I mean again it it shouldn't take that long I mean if you got like a if your team has a, a a road week or whatever where they got five games on the road should be able to get the netting up, so I don't understand why we can't get this done right now. Why do we have to wait? So we're gonna go the rest of the season, hoping that no no more little kids get hit by a foul ball, or adults get hit by a baseball bat. Like, come on! Even if you gotta do it overnight, if if you got a game during the day, do it at night into the next day. Get this fixed before you, you really start losing fans. I mean. Sorry, but Major League Baseball is probably the lowest attending sport out there. I mean, NHL, their stadiums aren't, or their arenas probably aren't as big as these stadiums. But they're probably filling their arenas more than some of these Major League Baseball teams. You know, so... Speaking of some NHL news, like I said, July 1st, which is Monday, will be the first day of free agency. And I was on ESPN, and they had a breakdown of the Metropolitan Division, which that's where the Penguins and the Flyers are uh, for me and shoulders. And I figured, you know, let me, let me go through this and see what type of breakdown they got and everything like that. And I really didn't want to spend... <clears throat> like a whole hour on breaking down each team and everything, I think that would get kind of redundant if you want to say it that. But I figure we'll kind of stick with like a a rivalry thing. I mean, obviously, Flyers and, and the Devils are rivals. Obviously, the Penguins and the Flyers are rivals. Um, so I, I I just picked the Devils, Penguins, and the Flyers to talk about, and. Obviously, the Devils also you want to talk about because of what happened the day of the draft plus, I believe, the next day. You know, they, they won the, the NHL draft lottery. They got the first pick, so they took Jack Hughes. Then the next day, they traded for P.K. Subban for basically a cheeseburger. Um, they had those two big names, and basically they're, they're trying to get... Taylor Hall to, to stick around and, and sign an extension which I mean those two moves right there that's not not a bad way to, to start even with taking um, Subban's contract on which he's the third highest defense uh, third highest paid defenseman at 9 million this year they still have the fourth most uh, cap space I think I saw it was like 25 or 27 million dollars something there's it was just outrageous. Now, do I think they're going to win the Cup this year? Um, it's going to be... I can't say no, and I can't say yes. I mean, Penguins, they look old. And I'll, I'll get to... Well, I mean, the Penguins, are, they, they look old. They looked old against a young Islanders team in the playoffs here. They cap space wise they have no cap space they basically have three million dollars in cap space um I guess I'm assuming they were probably expecting more of the cap ceiling than what came in it came in a lot lower than a lot of teams expected the only as far as the the pens go the only uh free agent unrestricted free agent to have going out is Matt Colin, which he played decent for them last year um it'd probably be nice if they could get them back to keep some of the <clears throat> someone to help Crosby and and Malkin. the the restricted free agents that are out there right now is Marcus Peterson, Zach Aston-Reese and Teddy Bluger. You know, I being in the the Wexford Scranton area, I got to see Zach Aston-Reese uh play up here. I would say you would if you're going to lose Matt Cohen, you got to try to figure out a way to Sign Reese with that limited cap space. And then if you can't get him, maybe try Bluger if you can't get both of them. Um, One possible move that they could do to try to free up some cap space depending on what they would get in return is trading away Phil Kessel. I know towards the end of last year going into early this uh off season that he was floating around as a trade bait. I believe he has a, a no trade clause though. So there's a, a, a limited no trade clause. He's still productive, so he they, they may be able to get something back for them. But it's not gonna be nothing huge. It's it would be more of a, a, a cap dump than anything. You know, I, I I messaged King during the week about the Penguins, and I said, you know, I think I, th- I think they're finally done. I think you might start seeing them start slipping up now. And I mean, he did make a point because he, he still thinks they're the top team to beat until they're proven not, and that's what the Patriots have taught us all these years. Until they get beaten over and over, they're the top team to beat. capitals they're still up there they probably still have another year or two before you might start seeing them start fading away i mean ovechkin starting to get up there i'm sure their cap space is eventually gonna close you know more and more as guys get bigger contracts and stuff like that and then there's my flyers that when ronald hextall was here he was more methodical with signing people, reserve type, sitting back. Let's see how this goes. And he, he definitely dug them out of a, a bad financial cap space situation. And right now we got $17 million in cap space, which if you're only going to try to sign one or two players, you know, it's not that bad. But... When you have Ivan Provorov, Travis Konechny, and, and Scott Lawton. All restricted free agents. Now we tendered them. Kind of kind of lower. But after this year, you know they're going to want contracts. Now Provov uh, kind of took a step back last year. I think that was because... I think they were asking too much of them. Spare was another one. So I'm hoping with Braun and the guy that we got from the Capitals coming in, I, I'm hoping that it, it kind of relieves a little bit of pressure from them, so they could get back to how, so they could get back to the, get back to their style of playing. Um, as as far as unrestrict or unrestricted or free agents, we have Cam Talbot and Mike Nolverf, Michael Nolverf, um hitting it. We're not going to resign him. we just uh, resigned Brian Elliott to a one-year contract this well this past week I believe it was yesterday. That to me tells me that the Flyers probably don't have as much faith in Alex Lyon than I do I, I think he's a, he's decent. Obviously Carter Hart is going to be the the starter. At first when I saw we re-signed Brian Elliott, I'm like, come on, what the hell? You know, he, he's, he's stunk the past two years. Not that great, but he's not a starter. And we, the past two years we tried to make him a starter. Until Carter Hart came up. He's not a bad backup though, to come in for relief. So um, I'm actually okay with that one. I know a lot of Flyer fans are upset over the Kevin Hayes signing that you know, we may have overpaid on this now, and we may have. But the the one thing I like about that move is it allows Nolan Patrick to still grow a little bit on the third line. So now you got Couturier on the first line at center, Kevin Hayes on the second line, and Patrick on the third. You can leave Chirou out there now, still on the wing, with Voracek. Then with Hayes, you could have... You know, Linbaum limb or it's it just, it just, I think, a lot better move that we did that. The only problem that I don't like what the Flyers are doing, it seems like we're back to let's just throw money out there and win now. Now, I understand, you know, Drew and Voracek, they're getting up there in age. Um, There was a small, small rumor that the Flyers may think about bringing Simmons back, which I love Simmons. You know, if you put him, if you if you put him on a, the second line, maybe with Hayes, maybe. But depending on what you sign him for, he's not going to get that big contract that he was hoping for, right before we traded him. That was the time that he sh- he should have signed. So, I think this season. For for it to be a successful season though for the Flyers, I think we definitely have to make the playoffs. I I definitely want to see you get out of the first round. I'm, I'm tired of getting bounced in the first round. With the cap space, you know we could go sign a second liner, a second line winger to help pair up with Hayes, but. Some, you know, I'm not I'm not that typical uh, Flyers fan that as soon as they do something I react. You know, what? I'm going to go into the season optimistic, hoping for the best. By the quarter of the season mark, if we're playing like shit, all right, now I'm going to start calling for blood. Why do we do this? Why do we do that? But we still have months before the NHL season. I believe, September, October. I know we played the Devils early because uh, King already threw a message to me that we played them earlier. I got to see when we're playing the Rangers. I forget when we're playing. When's the first time we're playing? I know, I know my little one wants to go back to a Flyers game to see uh, us against the, the Rangers, which I'll, I'll gladly take them to. But that's going to be it for this week. This is your... Uh, your good friend Jimbo, before I go. If you want to head over to Twitter, follow the show at ST Sports Podcast. Follow me at Jimbo ST Sports. Like I said, head over to iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify, Google Play. Subscribe to it. Leave comments. Leave ratings. Let us know how we're doing. Head over to YouTube. Subscribe to that channel. Same thing. If you want to leave comments there, likes. Like and share our Facebook page till next week and hopefully we'll have shoulders back I gotta work out this the schedule with him till next week this is your good friend Jimbo signing out